This is Araj. Just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by a new app that we're trying out called Wisdom. It's a place to brainstorm, to find new ideas, and to learn from doers and thinkers alike. Well, we're going to be doing a live show on December 29th, and King Tom is going to be the thinker, and I'm going to be the doer at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 10 p.m. Eastern. Yes, that's the day the Book of Boba Fett's coming out. All you have to do is go to your app store, download the Wisdom app, and then follow at the Sith list. Then hop on with King Tom and me and ask some questions or just chat about what you thought about the episode. We can't wait to hear your opinions. We'll have the link to our Wisdom page on our show notes for this episode. Again, can't wait for you to come on and talk some Book of Boba Fett. And please enjoy episode 281 of The Sith List. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah, big change. They've got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 281 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Lachai, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Who are Goyo? The man, the myth, the legend. Oh, no, we're not talking about Eric yet. The man I call Crunch Crunch. Les? What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Les, Les, I, 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 I got saw, nothing, man. I, was, I wasn't going to talk about this because I was going to hold it for a couple weeks, but I saw that you have a new Twitter pick. Randy and I were noticing it. Um, no, no, good you for you. Good for you. I did point it out to Randy. Good, um, if good any, for you. If people haven't yeah. seen it, definitely check it out. It is uh, less at his best, flexing his <laughs> gonzalez <laughs> like a champion. <laughs> But glad you glad you do well. Les. I hadn't seen this. You have to please go on Twitter and look at his profile. Everyone, let's do it. It's phenomenal. Yeah, looking good, Les. Yeah, it's looking great. A little jealous. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> really? Those guns. That's like one of those arms is like half of our podcast cast. Oh, <laughs> one of those arms is one of my thighs. I think. Yeah, that's what it is. The man that we all call King Tom Chansky, the king of all pods. What's up, buddy? I just checked out Les's profile. Now I got to hit the gym. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just, it's not like, I For like a year. Yeah. Blast yeah. your glutes while we're recording King Tom. Yeah. <laughs> the man that we call, who nobody calls, I call El Ombre, <laughs> but the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Eric Struthers. What's up, buddy? Dude, I just had my name changed on my birth certificate to El Ombre. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Everyone calls him that now. Everyone does. 
How you guys all doing? Eric, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I am great. Wait, did I announce Randy? I decided to Randy. I just skipped over Randy. I put him in the intro. I put him in the intro for the first time ever, and I just skip over him. Randy, what's up, buddy? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Randy, you made it to the intro. Congratulations. And this will be my last episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I put it in there. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Dude, I'm great. I love Christmas. You know, I say it all the time and we are just a few days out and I'm so ready for Christmas Eve at work to be over. It'd be Mm. great. That's one of the best Christmas gifts ever is whenever I'm putting my guitars up after that last service on Christmas Eve. Mm. Do you guys do midnight mass, Eric? No, thank goodness. Usually we'd always done an 11 p.m. And uh, we're not doing it this year. And you know what? I'm glad. Right uptown. Right, right, right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's almost over and uh, you can relax a little bit. King Tom, how was the uh, new job going, bro? Uh, It's going all right. We got my Christmas break starts now. They're giving us tomorrow and Friday off for Christmas. And then we get two weeks off next year for New Year's. So and the weird thing is, like, everyone is out this week and next week. So I'm still trying to figure out what to do. Right. But it's, it's going well. Good, good, good. Yeah. Boo, I heard that you were in a little fender bender. I, I was. I was. I was in a little bit of fender bender. Everybody's fine. Everybody's good. fine. Good. What is it? Uh, everybody's okay. I uh, I think everybody, of course, hates accidents, but uh, right. I hate the process after more so <laughs> yeah, of dealing worse. with insurance and yes. rental cars and yes. body shops and all the, uh, the riffraff that comes with all that, but... I'll take it to be okay. Everybody's okay. You know, accidents yeah, happen. Right. So, yeah, no, no. But besides that, I'm I'm good. Still able to and very thankful to enjoy the holidays. So, yeah. So, yes, all good. Ex- exactly. And it makes it a lot easier when it's not your fault. <laughs> yeah. So that makes it God. a thousand, thousand times easier. Yeah. So, yes. we're, we're happy that you guys are all healthy, man. Absolutely. Uh, yes. And uh, Les, how you doing, my man? He's Other really than okay. your muscles. Other than your yeah, muscles. Exactly. Yeah. Your muscles are doing great. Yeah. How's your body shop doing? Oh! <laughs> there oh, no. That's oh, yeah. Much use. Yes, that is going to get a lot of use. <laughs> uh, for the people is it that not possible to get the drum strikes visually to line up better with the audio, though? No, I tried, Eric. I tried, I tried to get Neil Pert. Let me do it again. I try to get Neil Pert, but I just, you can't slow that guy down. Well, other than him passing away, but oh. you can't. Hey, I can say that I, he's one of my favorite people in the world. Okay, <laughs> like uh, one opportunity for that sound, but yes, yes, I know that. So right. everybody, take a drink every time you hear that. Yes, that's a new game. We did that with Hawkeye and Bro. We have a Bro meter. Unless you're driving, please do not drink. No, don't drink. That's right. If you're driving and listening to us, stop your car, pull over. Sorry, kids. They said it on the podcast. Got to take a drink. Call an Uber. Please call an Uber. Oh, man. But, uh, well, I'm glad everybody's doing good. Randy, you said you're doing great. Uh, Your holidays are, you're pumped. I'm so festive right now. It's ridiculous. You look festive. I feel festive, man. I can feel it from here. Well, I'm glad everybody's doing fantastic. Uh, a lot of things that happened this week, guys. Uh, Hawkeye finale uh, that we can talk about later. Everybody watched that, I hope. 
Yeah. Okay, great. And obviously the Spider-Man extravaganza, uh, crazy, crazy film and experiences that we had watching it. Eric hasn't seen it yet. So Eric's going to take off at the end. We're going to talk about it at the very end because uh, we don't want to spoil it for him. Uh, and uh, we don't want to tell him that Michael Keaton's in it as Batman. Uh, <laughs> so we'll talk about that too a little bit later. But I hope everybody else is doing great. Um, I, you know, guys, let's just jump into this thing. Uh, the shenanigans here. Uh, check us out on YouTube on our Sith List reaction episodes. We just finished up Hawkeye. We had a great time watching those and breaking them down real quick. Getting ready for Book of Boba Fett. And as you heard in the intro, um, we're doing this cool wisdom app live show next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. And those crazy mountain times, I don't know, just tune in whenever your mountain time is, I guess. What is, what is mountain mm -hmm. time? Is it an hour or two hours? What is it? Didn't we talk about this? We've talked about this. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody screwed up on this one. It wasn't me. It's not me. I was the weird. one who screwed up, so you don't want my answer. Oh, yeah. You were the one that screwed up. That's right. So mountain time is two hours, or is that central time? Less? Mountain time is between central time and Pacific time, but I don't think any place in mountain time observes daylight saving time. Oh, there it is. I don't okay. think. Okay. But, you know, if only I had a machine at my disposal where I could talk <laughs> weirdly about such a thing. Right. Yes. And see. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so Kick Tom and I are going to do this, like, 20-minute cool call-in live show on well, Wednesday. Well, we don't know that it's going to be cool. What's going to yeah. make it cool specifically? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's going to make it cool is that that's going to be the day that Book of Boba Fett's out. So if you want to come and talk Book of Boba Fett um, – with uh, one knowledgeable person, King Tom, uh, please call in and we'll have the link and all that stuff in this show notes and we'll tweet about it. And we'd love to hear from you. Um, it's a chance for Wim to call in and tell us and fuck off um, like live, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we're going to proceed to record the episode, the next episode right after that. So not live, thank God, because we'd probably be kicked off any podcast platform, but that's going to be kind of fun. So please uh, look for that. Download the Wisdom app. And if you're a listener of Blue Harvest, and I think the Bad Motivators are going to be doing this, or have they done it already? On Monday, two days Th prior. There you go. So guys, check out the Bad Motivators on Wisdom. They're going to do it. And then come by and uh, don't delete the app and listen to us yeah. on Wednesday. <laughs> That'd be Wisdom. great. Wisdom. Something that we don't have and we need more of. <laughs> How ironic. Check us out on the SithList.net where you can listen to all the episodes. Again, go on YouTube, subscribe. We'd love to have you. And also, I just found out our friend Rick Villanueva told me that Spotify is doing ratings now on podcasts. So please rate us uh, five stars or whatever it is. That'd be great. Anything helps. Also, YouTube, rate us on there too. I haven't said that in over like three years, but hell, please rate us. It'd be great. So let's uh, dive into the box office, guys. And Canto killed it this week. 6.5 million. No, they were second. Spider-Man No Way Home, $260 million pull domestically. And it's gone to do over 600 million at the worldwide box office. I think it's only the third movie in history to pull in that much money in his first weekend. 
craziness. Uh, Randy, you sent me this YouTube thing that talked about the breakdowns and stats. Do you want to talk a little bit about some craziness that this movie has done, especially while the Omicron virus is acting like the Decepticons more than anything else. And it's, you know, just going through the country like crazy. Um, yeah. King Tom didn't like that one. All right, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't uh, go through all the stats, but they did have some interesting stuff because it is, I mean, you can just say that the movie's just so ridiculously well-received that that's the reason why it did so well. And obviously yeah, there's right. a lot to that, but there was uh, the demographics that it reached. It had like about a 10% increase in uh, interest from uh, minorities, which brought in a that. lot of extra uh, people that usually wouldn't go out during the uh, pandemic or in general. And then it right. was actually the first movie to beat uh, Spider-Man three was actually the uh, box office leader. As far as Spider-Man movies go wow. prior to this, this was uh, the first one actually <laughs> beat it. And it's like the most universally panned. I thought right. that was kind of funny. Yeah, that is interesting. Other than Spider-Man two, everyone knows that movie's trash. Right. Wait, it was Spider-Man two. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing. Amazing, amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, they, they lost the right to use the word amazing in that movie. <laughs> yeah, they might they might have gained it back. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um yeah, there uh there was a lot more uh I wish I had a reference for that link because he had a lot he did a lot of good research on the those box office numbers. Um and I'm not really doing it justice because you didn't tell me I was gonna have to No, I just threw you it. under the bus there. I'm sorry. Yeah, I gave you the link so you could do the work. Yeah, I know. I just threw it back at you. He's, he's delegating, yeah. But you pretty much, I watched that. That You pretty much, you know, broke it all down. Thank you very much for that. So, yeah, it absolutely kicked ass. And, and my question is, I, I always thought that this was going to make a billion dollars and as well on its way to making a billion dollars, especially uh, insane because of the pandemic. I can't believe that it's the numbers that we're getting. But Matrix is coming out this week. And... Okay. It's already oh, it came out today, right? Oh mm -hmm. shit, that's right. It came out today on HBO Max and in theater, I believe. Correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and everyone's wow. Hyped. And people are saying it's good. No. Ugh. That They're sucks. Not. They're not. No. Oh. A buddy of mine who I, I will <laughs> say, admittedly, is typically a bit of a downer when it comes to certain types of things. But this, he was particularly brutal. He oh. said it never should have been made. That he had to, the whole time he was wishing it was over. And, oh, uh, damn. Yeah. So not oh, high praises. Uh, the a couple of uh, reviews. I didn't want to get overwhelmed with reviews before I even watched the movie. But I, I watched a couple reviews of people who are generally more on the optimistic side, and mm. they were having a hard time not oh. seeing it for what it sounds like it is and just like a money grab flagrant like especially in a week where we just had spider-man this right. one comes off as the other side of uh fan service or nostalgia whatever the hell you want to call it right this is the side where like they're doing it and just like hey remember that time hey remember that time and i don't know about you guys but i really was hoping this wasn't going to be that movie and it was going to kind of subvert the expectations of the original movie and it doesn't sound like it did that well that's awful that sucks. Well, I, I was going to ask you guys, did they pick a wrong weekend? <laughs> uh, but evidently, uh, because just because Spidey's still going to have the word of mouth, people are going to go see it multiple times. King Tom, you're going to go see it again this week, correct? Yep, for the third time. I'm taking both kids this time. Right. For the third I've time seen it, tomorrow. I've seen it twice. Uh, and at this point, I kind of, 
would rather see this again with somebody that hasn't seen it than see Matrix on its own, if that makes sense. Yeah, they're in a tough situation with having that HBO Warner Brothers deal. Right, right. Either way, um, even if they didn't have that deal, I still think that they picked the wrong weekend. Like, I know it's after Christmas, just a couple weeks, guys. Sucks for Keanu because great guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anybody watch anything cool this weekend? I know, uh, Randy, you did watch something. I watch a lot of stuff. But the only thing that we're talking about is there's a Resident Evil movie that came out. Mm. And I just found out about it. I had no idea that a Resident Evil movie. I usually don't uh, care about them because the uh, ones by uh, W. Paul Anderson, whatever fuck his name is. Those movies are fucking god awful. And like, I can't even like I can't even pretend to like them as a Resident Evil fan. But I really do like Resident Evil for the shocky uh, like. Uh, lore that it has and this movie is very true to it oh um very true to it. it's like a mashup i'm not sure how familiar if you guys are familiar with those games at all uh, like the old the school first, ones i am for sure yeah it's a mashup of the first and second uh game like what if they oh, happen oh. at the same time oh. so it takes those groups and has them all happen at the same time it's very low budget but it's still the most true to uh the actual wow. source material but it's not a good movie it tries <laughs> to be uh a, like a john carpenter take on it so it's shot with like really uh, like uh the wide shots and uh, uh kind filters. of like muted lighting it has a cool vibe to it um i'd be curious to see what you guys think of it when you watch i don't want to get into it too much yeah but no. i don't think it's a good movie but if you like resident evil it's the closest they've ever got huh okay cool it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, Randy. Here well, you. it's no bad. I'm being very <laughs> forgiving for the fact that I'm like, oh, I remember that. You're, you're being one of those positive reviewers. Yeah, I'm trying it, seeing how it goes. Yeah. I know there's no okay. money in it. Okay. Yeah, there's no money. Uh, anybody at King Tom, did you watch anything? Uh, the wife and I started to watch Ted Lasso. Hey, uh, welcome to the positive yeah, world of uh, Ted Lasso. We're a few episodes into season two. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. And if I watch uh, more than two episodes in a night, I start trying to talk, you know, like <laughs> the players. So right, right. <laughs> it's good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's a it's definitely a fun. I'm glad that Brittany and uh, Boo turned me on to it because uh, it's it's like a positive show. And, yeah, and you don't get a lot of that. Yeah, no. Uh, great. That's awesome. Uh, Boo, did you watch anything? Yeah, I watched the first episode, or uh, yeah, the first episode of the second season of The Witcher. Witcher, okay. Yeah. I, I watched. I, I've been watching the other season for the first yes. time. So yeah, um, yeah. So you know, I, I, because you know, what is it? Uh, COVID had come in and kind of you know slowed everything down as far as the release of The Witcher. I'd kind of forgotten what was going on, so it was nice to get a little recap and stuff like that. And then watching it, I forgot how high quality of fantasy it is. It's, yes. you know, you, you know, you see, you know, somebody else, like somebody else would think that this is like something that you'd see on no offense, but you know, a, a B fantasy movie on like sci-fi or something like that, or no, like on the some, BBC channel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, no, offense. Actually, no offense. Yeah, to no offense. No offense. No offense. But the then pond. you watch it and you're like, God, this is high quality shit. This looks fantastic. Everything mm-hmm. is done super well, all that. Yeah. So uh only only one episode into season two and um but yeah 
great, great show. Uh, can't wait for it to continue and, and to and to finish the season. Hopefully, sometime soon. But yeah, just, yeah. That, that's all I've been pretty much been watching. So yes, I, I recommend that. Yeah, I, I've been like I said a couple of weeks ago. I, I started watching it, continue watching the first season, and I, it was tough for me. But I'm I'm getting into it now. It's good. It's, it's uh, yeah getting into it uh, like you said the production value is amazing except for me the monsters are a little cheesy in season one some of them some of them yeah um but but that's okay i i i don't fault them um, it's an interesting thing like the more you watch it you realize like that deci- the way they decided to go with it is have like the through narrative throughout the season and then do like a monster of the week style for mm-hmm. exactly exactly and the more like you just like okay this is what it is like they're they're just like giving you like little like visits on different parts of the lore. They give you a different like back story of one of like the uh, species and then move on. And the other narrative goes on beyond behind that. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool way to do it. No, it is. It is. That is true. Uh, Eric, do you watch anything? Nothing, huh? That's good. Cause if you're not going to watch Spider-Man, don't watch anything. Dude. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> man. Yeah. I know. Good, good, good. And Les, how about you? Uh, I'm with Boo. I've started watching The Witcher. I'm a little further ahead, but uh, yeah, you liking it? Yeah, loving it. Yeah. Well, we got some more Cavill news that I think Eric's going to be excited about uh, a little bit later. Uh, I watched the movie called The Unforgivable. It's on Netflix. It's in the top ten. It's uh, Sandra Bullock, and again, uh, one of those movies where is it about the making of Speed Two? there it is i'm starting to like that he still drums after the sound is done hey neil pert never stops drumming though uh uh, that was really good eric uh no but it is a tough watch now it's one of those movies where it's great acting it's a great cast it's great writing but it's such a tough watch because it's miserable and she's miserable the entire time. And there's reasons why she's miserable. Um, and I, so I won't go into why she, she's just, she just gets out of jail after 25 years and trying to get her life back. Um, and it's, it's tough. It's very, very tough, but the cast is phenomenal. You got Viola Davis in it, Berthnall's in it. Um, you got oh, um, Berthnall. Is that Ber- what's his, what's his last name again? Personal, I don't know. That's You're like, a, you might be like 65 now. You're like, yeah, you know that one actor. Yeah, just, yeah I do that with everybody. Uh, yeah. And then, shit, I do with Eric. Uh, <laughs> there's also, uh, what do you call it? Kingpin's in it. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio, yeah. yeah, he's in it too. So great cast. It's It's definitely worth a watch. But it's not an uplifting, joyful movie. <laughs> like uh, it's it's a tough one. But uh, if you have time, uh, check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, and then other than that, um, yeah, I don't think I watched anything other than Spider Man a couple times. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. All right, I think um, without further ado, I think we should get into some uh, Star Wars, Kylo. Well, this is going to be heavy on the King Tom because there's a couple of things in here that I know nothing about. One of which is the comics, man. 
King right. Tom, what's the score? Um, yeah, there are Star Wars comics coming out. They started the um, the uh, I, and I'm drawing a blank on the name. I got it up there. Crimson Rain, the Crimson Rain story. Crimson line, Rain, yeah. Uh, last week, which is the one about Kira. Uh, it's the follow up to War of the Bounty Hunters, the second part of Charles Soule's uh, little trilogy. Um, and it's good. They uh, but behind the scenes, they um, they've done some shakeups. I think we might have talked about this where. The, they are not uh, doing Star Wars comics with IDW anymore starting in the, um, I think, February or March. They're moving back to Dark Horse for another one of their lines. Um, really? And then, yeah. Um, oh, I, I guess that this current, the first phase of the higher, is it phase or era of the high republic you know how they're breaking it up into three yeah. groups and right. then each of the groups is broken in another okay so it's the current phase of the high republic ends uh next month um and then after that they're gonna put the the high republic comics on hiatus for okay. about a month or two um so I, th- I which i think means they are going to kind of uh, advance the timeline so the next phase of the higher public won't necessarily be weeks or months. It might even be years down the road. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so the, the stories are still pretty good. The, it's unlike War of the Bounty Hunters, not every single um, book is taking part in the crossover. You know, Darth Vader is back to being Darth Vader hanging out with Ochi of Bastoon. Star Wars is focusing on the rebellion. Dr. Aphra is focused on, you know, her adventures. Um, with the Crimson Dawn stuff happening in the background, but it's not the centerpiece of all, all the stories. But that's what's going on. And uh, next month, they're also doing the first issue of the two-issue series about Martian Rowe, which looks very interesting. Oh. And the book is coming out soon, correct? Yeah, the uh, Claudia Gray book, I think it's called Fallen Star, uh, hmm. is coming out January 4th. Oh, I can't few other books coming out after that and uh judging by the title and some artwork that's been officially released it's it's not going to be a good time for the jedi yes yeah especially after what we know from the last book Mm -hmm. and i can't wait i love claudia gray she's my favorite one of these new new authors that's awesome dude Mm -hmm. i hate that i've fallen off on the books it's just it was something I was super into for a while. And then it's kind of like, you know, I always make that analogy of when you miss the first class in college, mm-hmm. you're all worried about missing yeah. it. And then you miss the first one. And the next thing you know, you haven't been to astronomy for like the entire semester. Yeah. And it's finals week, you know, oh, that's, dude. but boy, you sure as hell played a bunch of super Mario brothers <laughs> <laughs> and watched yeah. tiny tunes. While you drink Aww. beer. So, yeah, uh, I, I've fallen <laughs> off on those. As you do. Yes. yes. As one is want to do. Yes. 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 But uh, so. Works out great, though. Uh, Variety had something interesting, exclusive, you yeah. say, and then everybody else cites them and it's no longer really exclusive anymore. No. But uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi cast diehard Star Wars fans as extras. Whoa, Mm -hmm. man, that would be insane. What, what, what a story that would be. So what would you guys, I mean, is that something, would you take off of work for, let's say two, three weeks or tell your family, like, it's a tough one. Like, 
how would I leave Malik? Well, I would I would definitely leave Malik and my wife to go for two weeks <laughs> uh, or three weeks. Yeah, that would, that would happen. Not in a bad yeah, way. I feel like the question's kind of, you know, yeah, awkward. It's, it's like, loaded. Hey, I'm yeah. going to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, it's a loaded question. I'm, like, it, you, I mean, just on face value, like, yeah, fuck, that'd be a cool opportunity. But then you start taking in, like, the practicality of it and you sound like a fucking dickhead. Like, what you <laughs> wouldn't do, you're like, well, I got to pay bills and all this thing. <laughs> exactly but what an what a cool experience that would be though man that'd be so rad well i mean yeah. are they obligated to like at least pay scale for that sort of yeah thing? yeah like, i think they are uh, as, as you, being in it as you know eric i was in a movie called seven pounds and my co-star i didn't get paid uh, kind of not cool i didn't get paid as much as will smith and rosario dawson but whatever we're not gonna get into that Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe because I'm Persian, I don't know. But we oh, hear that. Oh. Take a drink. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Take a drink. That's <laughs> yeah. that's a fucking drinking game. <sighs> okay, but uh, you do. What was great about that thing is um, we I got paid a lot of money. We we're there for eight hours and got paid. I think that day around four hundred fifty bucks total. And and our kids who had uh, speaking lines in the in the film, uh, they got paid. Th- couple thousand bucks because they had to do a temporary sag application or something i remember it was uh it was kind of cool it was great nice yeah, and they fed us like a champ yeah and we got to yeah, meet will story. smith for a long time yeah it was yeah it'd be, it'd be just like that's a great story yeah. yeah uh would love to man maybe one day uh i don't know i don't know how that you apply for something like that or how that goes but that would be amazing uh to be in it you know it'll it could be in it with all you guys that whoever it was was it's just like a bunch of just absolute pricks from the fandom you know what i mean <laughs> just assholes yeah like yeah. rebel force radio guys and <laughs> that would be the worst but like you know that. what this is this isn't eric you know this this isn't something new they five oh first gets picked to be in these things all the time right so they're Everyone all diehard star wars fans so there you go yeah that's true yeah that is true but yeah so, I mean, that's cool. I mean, good on this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, we're going to talk about Hawkeye later, but you know, here we are staring B- Book of Boba Fett in the eye. Oh. And uh, it's so close now. And they, there was like a part of a scene released via people. And I don't mean just some people did it. I mean, people that... <laughs> oh, official people. <laughs> yes, thank you. And uh, it was Fennec Shan and Boba walking in some sand. Go figure. And just talking and it's it's stop it just let me have the show I, that's right I, well, and it there. was and it was useless that scene it was like it was cool to see him walking and talking but like let us have it but one cool thing i heard was um they've only picked seven minutes they've only picked scenes out of the first seven minutes of the show because I've heard Rod- several variations of that claim so uh, i'm really curious as to what rodriguez said that i forgot where i think it was empire or something because he said that anything more than the first seven minutes would have gave way too much up so that got me excited i was like oh shit that's rad so i can't wait man i'm i'm really excited for this i wasn't that excited up to like two weeks ago and now i'm like shit star wars shit's coming out yeah yeah Yeah, i'm pretty stoked on it man. yeah definitely so yeah, you know, I've hit some of the stores here shopping for Amanda, and I always naturally swing through the toy section just to see what's what. 
and uh, nothing is what's what just right i've seen that too but you know it's it would be interesting to see some like other characters from the show represented on the pegs but you know stuff that would be non-spoilery or like the the term target spoiler that was you know so popular but yeah there's nothing but i I guess you know what else that's kind of where we're at with the star wars shows now anyway so did you is is jessica peel is in it right uh no what's your Um, name jessica bills Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. Jennifer Beals. Flashdance. Yeah. She said that when she was filming her scenes, she didn't even know what show was for. That's how secretive they were at that point. Until months later, then they let her know. She didn't even know it was Star Wars. She did know it was Star Wars. <laughs> she thought maybe it was the Mandalorian, or maybe it was Kenobi, yeah. or maybe Kenobi, it was Mandalorian, or Boba She had no idea. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So that was kind of crazy. And then Boba Fett walked in, and she's like, "Oh." empire strikes back i got you <laughs> right I feel you. and then and then she said he's a maniac i know that guy oh what if he i feel like the estate of neil pert is going to send a cease and desist to the show i just call it a gut feeling so. <laughs> you know what rush they- actually sent me a cease and desist uh, letter because i did a i thought it was one of my it's one of my favorite shirts of all time that i've i've made it was the 2112 logo but instead of 2112 and the guy pointing at the star, you know, it was 3PO pointing at 1138 and it was in rush font and they made me pull that shit and it had no, it had no rush like anything in it. But I guess it was the font. Yeah. They made yeah. me pull it. How did they find yeah. that though? Like what were the like the tags, the the search terms that they I think I put 21 probably, probably reverse put, image search. Oh, yeah, yeah, I put 2112 yeah. yeah, also. Yeah, that did it. But I was so proud. Like, I got a letter from Rush's management to tell me to take it <laughs> off. That was rad. I was so stoked. I was like, yeah, I'll my, take it off. My my super cool Taylor Sith t-shirt got knocked down. Mm-hmm. So we had, to, we had to change it to Sailor Tith or something like that. That's what it says <laughs> now. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah. Oh, Rush. They haven't sent us any cease and desist for playing their music. But no, it'll, no. it'll happen. Although they don't jinx it, yeah. No, if no, they ever not. hear it, they'll be like, "No, nah, we need." Oh, for sure. That. That's oh, not for fair. sure. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. You guys should use this shit. Well, I don't have anything else for Star Wars wise, man. That's God got. Yeah. Right. Anything else, King Tom, in the world of of the wars? Not that I. Everyone's just you know they're coming. They had a new little minute long featurette with you know uh, talking heads of um, Tamora Morrison and Favreau and Filoni. Uh, but yeah, nothing really other than that. But it and pretty much the same footage that we've seen. Right, right, same same stuff. Anything that you guys want to? Because this is going to be the yeah, this is going to be the last one until the the episode comes out. Anything we want to predict? I know uh, we did some predictions for some other shows, but anything you want to see? I don't, you know, we don't like doing the predictions. Then we get like people start freaking out when it doesn't happen, but. Anything that you guys want to see in Book of Boba Fett? Any characters you want to pop up? King Tom? Uh, I just want to... I'm not really putting too much thought in that right now. I just want to be surprised and enjoy it. Because, you know, this was totally unexpected. It's, you know, barely a a year ago that we found out about this. Uh, And we've all kind of been reintroduced to Boba in a new way. Uh, ever since season two of the Mandalorian and 
I'm really enjoying it all, and I'm just happy with whatever we get so far. Yeah, it's definitely a chance for them to put some major, major backstory on this guy mm-hmm. and, and uh, put some substance to him. I, they, right. imagine, imagine the writers to give get the opportunity. Hey, you're going to actually fucking make this character legitimate. You have that. You have that opportunity to do so. Randy, anything yeah. that you want to see out of this? No, um, I would talk about that. Like with the Marvel stuff, like I like to really get into the spoiler stuff and dissect mm-hmm. it because I really don't know like where those stories are going to go. But I feel like if I know too much about the Star Wars stuff, I have a pretty good idea of how it's going to land and feel tonally. So I just, uh, I just yeah. want to be like pleasantly surprised. I don't really think about it too much. Gotcha, gotcha. Boo, you on the same page? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I'm just, I'm just super pumped for it. And- so excited to see more stuff yeah okay here's a question les and eric are we gonna see cad bane no no Hmm. i'm gonna say no too but how fucking crazy would that be if we do that'd be pretty awesome i mean he's a he's a really neat character i just if we do see him in live action i hope that his voice is the same as it was on the original run of clone wars Mm-hmm. because it was just fantastic in that. It was awesome. Speaking of voices, I read something crazy in King Tom. I, I thought I was reading a Naboo. That's how bad it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, but did uh, John Wayne voice was used? Supposedly, Ben, when coming up with the voice for the... Um, Garen Dan Long Snout, the guy who turns. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly, Ben Burt used a clip of John Wayne's voice and sped it up, reversed it, fed it through this filter, fed it through that filter. Yeah. And and it was John Wayne playing Insect Man from a different, like, weird fucking show. that, That I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I got into this and I thought I was looking at the credit. I thought it was Boo that wrote the fucking article, but thank God it wasn't. So it must be legit. <laughs> but yeah, John Wayne was in Star Wars, guys. You learn something new about Star Wars every day. Well, well the way that this has been portrayed at times is that he <laughs> like intentionally voiced this thing. I mean, oh, hey, definitely not. Definitely record not. this, but no, mm-hmm. that no. Yeah. 10 things you didn't know about star wars right right all right guys um well thank you for giving us some star wars news that wasn't really there um it's cool always cool to talk about star wars um guys as you know i love playing games (laughs) and i love i love music and i love mixing games and music i want to read a line boo you can't play because you know what song this is i'm going to read some lyrics I want to see if you guys know what song this is. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Okay. My baby moves at midnight. Goes right until the dawn. Whoever knows what this is, please yell it out loud. My woman takes me higher. My woman keeps me warm. I'm going to skip the next two lines because you'll get it. She's juicy. And she's trouble. She gets it. She gets it to me. Good. My woman gives me power. Goes right down to my blood. The penis, I would imagine. That's what they're talking about. Hey, that's an editorial choice. Yeah, 
I'm just, keep I'm just saying, blood. I'm just saying blood. I'm just saying blood. So anybody know what this is? Fuck. <laughs> no. Wow. Okay. No. It's going to no. be one of those things where the second I hear it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I'm going to give you the next two lines. And people that are listening are probably dying right now in their cars. What are you doing on your bed, on your back? Oh, I know what it is. You should be dancing. Less. Oh, boy. Oh, there we ah. go. Yes, she's what? juicy and she's trouble. Should have gave it away. No. Yeah, I was going to say, why did that kick off Les's, uh, Les's no, stuff? Because what should you do on your bed, on your back? The way Wait, yeah, on your back, back is like the way they say it. What you doing the on your bed? voices yeah, are so like, damn high. What you doing on your back? Yes. yes. What you doing on your bed on your back? I always thought that out, man. Oh, it's crazy. I always thought it was what you're doing in your butt. That's what I always thought. What you doing on the butt? <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Great. This game kind of worked a little bit. Yeah. It wasn't a total disaster like Shakespeare and hip hop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a disaster. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we spoke a little bit about uh, Cavill, our boy Cavill. We love Cavill. And I thought Eric would love this because he was talking um he's doing the whole like um junket circuit for the witcher and as you know that he's into games that's how he got the witcher gig Uh, just like me i'm into games uh he wants to do a red dead game and he says if they do it right he wants to do a red dead 2 game and he's been he just started oh maybe it's a show i don't know you're saying game I'm sorry i'm sorry a movie or a, or a show yes okay, i'm okay. sorry gotcha, thank, gotcha, you, gotcha. thank you thank you thank you for correcting me yeah um he he said he would love to be a part of of that whole thing and adapting that game into a show or a movie if they do it right he's in he just started playing but he understands the magnitude yeah. of the game and he loves playing the game and he thinks it would work i think As, he would do a decent like morgan hmm his the voice you'd really want to try to get it close mm. uh, you know what i mean because it's just so you, that you spend so much time listening to it in the game and it's such a part of the personality but right. it's a great story man it's it's a video game so that, like there's some clunkiness to certain aspects of it because you know you have dialogue that's based on like random chance that will sometimes not make sense but it's a phenomenal story. The visuals in the game are breathtaking and uh, like you can really find yourself mm-hmm. in the character just because of, like the conflict and that sort of thing. And um, I don't know, man, it's a good hero story. It's a good every man turns hero. I mean, he's not the character is not like uh, he's not a thinker, but he's definitely uh, like a good hearted person. So I imagine it would be an interesting role for him to play. I think I think he could pull it off. There's mm-hmm. like some like uh, there's like a stoicness to uh, the way that character is portrayed in the game. I'd love to see him as a uh, as, as a cowboy. You know, I, we've seen him be that spy in multiple movies. Excuse me, this badass, you know, monster hunter in other movies, and obviously Superman. But I'd love to see him like in a rugged cowboy flick. Boo, you think this would work? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think it'd be great. Um, yeah, seeing him, I, I, I think he's he's shown that he could do it a lot, a lot more of you know he could be the suave debonair, he could be the you know the bruiser and stuff like that. I think him being a cowboy would be great. That'd be yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Unless you it looked like you want to say something about this. Who who directed uh, the Revenant? 
that was uh Quran, right? Alfonso Quran. So you get him to to do this and you have his uh western his take on like western life Ooh, as the red dead uh universe and you just go from there it already made itself good call on that man good who call. would you get to play opposite uh if cavill played arthur morgan who would you get to play uh what's his face the uh like main antagonist uh w- well you have dutch yeah and, and you have micah so micah is ultimately the bad guy, but Dutch is the leader of the gang whose poor decision-making and selfish decision-making <laughs> ends up wrecking everything. Uh, Interesting character. A good... Hmm. That's a tough one because that character's uh, performance is already so, like, cemented. Yeah. Set. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a really good performance. For Yeah, yeah. if you guys haven't... It's, it's hard because that's such a commitment to play that game, but fuck it has done so well man dude i i haven't played red dead 2 i watched hours of getting drunk and watching less play red dead 1 <laughs> at my house and it was like mm-hmm. a fucking joy it was like a cinematic there's that one yeah. scene where the fucking uh he, he, the cowboy's on the horse and he just like rides on to the into the sunset oh, that's, that's it's about like 25 part. minutes of just riding on the in. horse the music kicks in when he first goes to mexico yes beautiful yeah, so man fucking good dude. so such great a there's oh, a, such a good part there's a scene in red dead 2 uh that's not necessarily cinematic because you have to hold down the like the gallop button yeah but it's like arthur's last ride and oh, it's wow. there's this music that's really good and then all this voiceover where he's remembering all these characters that he met through the game and how you play red dead 2 affects your ending based on how much honor how honorable you were and so you'll either hear variations on dialogue about how you're a good man and you you know (laughs) you're trying to convince yourself you're not but you are versus like you have the potential to be good but you keep acting like an asshole and, but he hears all these things as he's riding and then it pulls back into the cinematic view. And it's, it's really very emotional. Cause you know, even if you didn't know what was going to happen, you know, this is just about the end of it right here. So yeah, yeah it's got, it's super good. That's cool. That's real super cool. Um, guys talking about games. We, we're, this is our gaming jibber jabber. Do you guys remember the uh, Amiga 500? Oh yeah, I mean, I never had one, but I never had one either. Uh, yeah. But I remember hearing about it. It was made by Commodore. I used to have a Commodore sixty four. But in March twenty March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, they're releasing the the Amiga five hundred. Excuse me, Mini, which uh, it's a little retro Mini that'll have the ability to emulate the five hundred, the A six hundred, and the A twelve hundred, and you'll get twenty five games with it. Um, I didn't remember the Amiga, but uh, here's a little video to spark our memory here. <laughs> Look at this Captain like, Planet. Yeah, it, well. Oh, this is a, the best commercial ever. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the game console. But very, very Back Simpsons arcade game. He, he must have played with his hair like four or five times. But the cool thing about the old school Amigas, it was a multimedia studio in one. Get over here. Is that your next door neighbor? What a surprise. I'd like to thank my 
my agent, my arranger, and Gina, the girl next door. The Amiga Computer. Professional video production at amateur prices. Stevie, you rodent. Amiga from Commodore. The computer for the creative mind. Parker Lewis can't lose. That that's what I Parker Lewis can't use. That's the Amiga is what I used to do this podcast. <laughs> you know, uh, the Amiga was really big on guys doing like MIDI sequencing and stuff. Yeah, it looked like um, it. Yeah, it was huge on that. That commercial, though, the sad thing about this is she pulls the video feed and the camera comes to her, not the output of the computer. Huge oh, that's fail. true. Yeah, huge mistake. Plot huge holes. Mistake. Hmm. Yep. Right. Now, there was a trailer. I know we haven't done we had trailer trash in a while, but there was a trailer that I saw, guys, for a video game that was back in like 2016 called Firewatch. Do you guys remember this game? Oh, yeah. Oh, you do? Okay. Because I saw this and just came across this, and I thought the trailer was so fucking bad. I think we should watch it. It's like a straight conversation. It's like mist turns into like, I don't know. The wind's really picking up. Yeah, it is. Hey, so what the hell happened last? Do you have anything you need to report? Ooh, my tension. No, this is riveting. No smoke on my end. It's. I mean, if for the listeners, all we're looking at is a watchtower. Yes. That's it. Are you concerned about the Greenwood fire? I wasn't. Should I be? Well, the wind is really picking up. It's two and a half miles off. And it's going to have to break at the canyon, right? All right. Well, use your best judgment. Should I be worried? Oh, shit. (laughs) Lila, should I be worried? He's a mountain climber, and he fell, I guess. Delilah is being a jerk right now. So, last night. You know we shouldn't talk about it. Please, stop. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is this game? (laughs) No! This job is not safe. Don't be dramatic. Do people die out here? How does he run this? People die. Delilah's gonna kill Henry. You know what I mean. As a lookout. Look, why are we even here? To make sure the damn wilderness doesn't burn down. No. Our job is to be here when that happens. Delilah's putting it down. some things you can't prevent. I don't know if I like the repelling without gloves. Oh, that was the first thing you wanted to say about this crap trailer. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Firewatch. Okay, Randy. Did you play this game? That game is very well regarded. Oh, really? It's a fantastic game. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you got to admit, the trailer was garbage, though. Oh, the trailer is... Not, that is a game that you enjoy by yourself. It's not... It's like a... It's like reading a short story or a, a small novel. And I heard that it's just mm. you and her, correct? Yeah. It's just... The entire game. All, all the exposition and narrative comes from the conversations through the radio. Do you remember what happened that night? Because I would like to know. I'm like, I'm still... Like, I've been you, really wondering this whole time. Did they did they go to like Smash Town and it didn't work out? Do you remember, Randy? <laughs> did they go to Smash Town? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the end. That's the end. You finally find her and you go to Smash Town. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna play. 
Yeah, you should play it, dude. Firewatch. Let's the risk to redo it. Let's redo it. <laughs> Horrible trailer, though. Horrible trailer. That was uh, worth a trailer trash. Absolutely. All right, guys. I think it's time to get into our... Well, well, I don't want to read our Spider-Man emails because, Eric, we're going to do that at the end. But let's talk about Hawkeye, guys. Um, the final episode. How cool was that? That in, Well, guys, if we're going to spoil this thing. So in five, four, three, two, one, spoil. Here's my take on it. I thought they answered a ton of questions. I thought the pacing of the show was a little off to me, but they answered all kinds of questions. I was happy with the ending. I was very happy that we had Kingpin. I have tons of questions for my comic book readers here that we have on this show. Um, Kingpin was very much a different character than what we saw him in Daredevil. The, the way he's dressing, his attitude was a little different. And obviously his strength was a lot different than what I'm, I was used to in Daredevil. But his whole like Hawaiian shirt, ooh, Cuban hat and jacket. Is that something that Kingpin is yeah, that used? Okay, Randy's saying yes. That's something that it's in the comics. Yeah, it's a, the white suit thing is really common. Okay, got you, got you. Fedora. He's, he's just about to go on vacation. Well, in in Daredevil, Bowie, it was very dark overtones with him. I know everything I know. He's, we he's saw. Just right, about so, to go on a tropical yeah. vacation. <laughs> yeah, he looked like it. Flight. He's like, he looked like it. I'm pissed because I'm going to be late, but uh, I got to still handle my business here. I got to check a few people through a few walls. So let's make this fast. Yeah. Okay. And it is something happened to him in the comics where he becomes this super powered kind of strength guy. He's, uh, I'm not aware if there was. No. He's always had that, though. There was yeah. one time he's like fighting the Red Skull and he's like, basically, I'm not fat. This is all muscle and I'm stronger than you think. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, that's, what, that's what Lex went, said yesterday, actually. Yeah, his, I actually uh, went down the rabbit hole a little bit because seeing people's reactions. Uh, so first of all, there is a comic cover I think with Kingpin fighting in that actual outfit that's in this uh, episode. So that's a thing. Uh, but I, I don't know what they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Like if they're gonna do. Mm. If they want to display it, I understand what they had to do. So they displayed his strength and it is apparently a comic book accurate fight between him and Echo. Uh, so that's like, I mean, I guess, I guess people just have to find something to be upset about. You know what I mean? What like, has been the reaction? Oh, yeah. Well, well we've, oh. we've had, we've had a gambit of positive reactions to him, but we've had a couple of like, they're fucking his character up. This is not how they should have reintroduced him. Blah, 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 blah. It's not kind of thing. fair. I think they have to yeah. see you. I think people will understand a little bit better when they see where Daredevil goes. Yeah. Daredevil's not going to be either. Also, yeah, Daredevil's not going to be the same. Also, Echo. Um, Echo is going to be a big factor because I believe that Kingpin is going to be in Echo, the show. Yeah. Not the video game with a dolphin. Of the show, so uh, so I think people need to chill about that. You know what I mean? I, hey, be happy you got fucking Kingpin. We were on this podcast last week, and we we're like, when well, none of us thought we we're gonna see him. 
We're like, mm-hmm. oh, that was just a picture. That's great. They did it. And we get them in right. the first three seconds of the show. So I was stoked. And I love the show. I love the chemistry again with everyone on it. Uh, Yelena and um, uh, Kate and even uh, with Clint, all of them. The, the three were phenomenal in this episode. And uh, that was wonderful. And the swordsman? God. I got you. Yeah, I did say, dude. Swordsman. Go ahead, Tom. That's awesome. I was going to say, I, I liked the dude in this episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. What I've a... liked the dude since this first episode. He brings a smile to my no. face, this guy. Yeah, you can't hate him. No. That I fucking love about Marvel, dude. They can get you to fucking, like, MCU specifically, they can get you to fall in love with, like, F and D list, like, superheroes because yes. just the medium just translate. The fucking swordsman. I like the swordsman. That's yeah. like, that would right. never happen in a comic. But it's yeah. crazy. Tremendously yeah. awesome writer for that to happen. They're right. Their writing team is just unbelievable. Dude, and Yelena's hair was killer. Les yeah. actually said that in the reaction video. He said, yes. he said, wow, her hair is rocking it tonight. I said, yeah, and that green yeah. suit. The green, the, you talking about the peacoat? The peacoat, I'm sorry, the peacoat. Yeah. Phenomenal. Well, when you first see her hair, it almost looks like um, like a centurion's helmet, yes. but yeah. like a lion's mane. Dude, yeah. it was so good. And her character is just so badass. spot on well played. I love it. The oh. the badassery, but comic relief all at the same time, so good. but in a so very good. convincing way. Nothing about it seems fake or forced right. or anything. She's owning that role. Mm-hmm. And Eric, did you see Black Widow? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say you definitely go back and, and watch that because she's phenomenal in Black Widow. Yeah. We we keep saying we want to watch Black Widow again. It's just we just have never had the chance. Yeah. To watch. Amanda and I. I mean, because dude, like like I've said before, seeing her enjoy this, seeing her get get cool TV like this that is more her thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. She was on fire for it. She really liked the Daredevil series. And so the so whole thing I. with Kingpin was blowing her mind. And that's so cool. And uh, yeah, I, I love that. She loves it so much, but it was great, dude. The, the, the thing with the moving truck and uh, shrinking and the whole bit oh, that, <laughs> and that so freaking great. owl in the tree. <laughs> the owl. I'm like that. So, you know, cause you know uh-huh. how it is. When I yeah. remember even Stella one time, my daughter said something along the lines of what's the point this, like, I think maybe it was lucky. She's like, what is the deal with this dog? It's got to mean something. And so when mm-hmm. he's looking at that baby owl, eye to eye, I'm like, all right, what are they going to do with this owl? What's the score here? Right. And so that was a really cool way to, to bring it around. I loved the episode. I didn't, I did too. I, did I didn't too. take any exceptions to any of it. Just, it was a wild fun time the stuff they did with the characters themselves as far as like their dialogue and what you find out about them and Kate's mom being who she is. Yeah. The whole turn with Jack going from, you know, becoming this super lovable guy and how they kind of revealed that (laughs) on the, like midway through where Kate's starting to like him there, you know, when they were, they were having dinner or something and you could tell she's like, stop making me like you. And then to find (laughs) out the whole time and just seeing his demeanor and the freaking LARPers, Oh, getting their day in the sun. That was and Clint was cr- wearing the suit. Oh, yeah. And oh, Clint wearing the so suit. Yeah. Yeah. What was cool about the Larpers is that nobody respected them until they put their outfits on because yeah. they were superheroes. Yeah. That was awesome. Right. And by the way, Jack's last words on the show was balls. Yeah. I got blood on my on my suit. Oh, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Boo, what'd you think about the episode? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought the action was great. 
I thought the interaction between uh, Kate Bishop and uh, Yelena was awesome <sighs> because there was it was a mix of like respect. Please don't get in my way. And then also it seemed like a sibling interaction of like two kids running through the house. No, I'm going to get it first. No, I'm going to get it first. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it, it seemed like I was watching almost like a, like a, like a montage of two kids just chucking themselves throughout the house. And then eventually moms would be like, the fuck are you guys doing? Calm the fuck down. I thought that was great. You know, where they're, ow, that really hurt, you know, shit like that. And then they're complimenting each other. That was a nice toss, you know, stuff like that. So I thought that was hilarious. Even though one is on the way to murdering someone else, <laughs> that one is trying right. to stop from murdering someone else. I thought that was funny. I was waiting for, for some music to kick in. But, um, yeah, no, I thought the action was great. Um, seeing Kingpin was awesome. Holy shit. I, I, I thought it was great. Um, the, the, the best thing about seeing him are his, not uh, are his facial reactions to things, you know, he is livid and you just, you're just, Oh my God. You're like, Holy shit. You're just waiting for him to chuck a dude through a wall. You know, that kind of shit. So yeah, so that was great. It was wonderful (laughs) seeing him. Uh, they answered a ton of questions and something else that I liked is that it's, it's not over necessarily. They can still make the choice to have a season two. Oh yeah. It's definitely not Uh, over. You know, what is it? Uh, Clint says, you know, you're my partner now. You're mm-hmm. my partner now. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, he wears the outfit. That's really awesome. That's very and, cool. And Clint's wife is Agent 19, which is Mockingbird, by the way. Ooh, oh, is that Mockingbird? That's, cool. that's right. Yeah. yeah she has the, yeah. the watch. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would think that they wouldn't have their stuff on a watch, but okay. Right. Good it's like having a business card, but all right. But, to uh, Mockingbird yeah. from... <laughs> shield yeah so yeah love the episode i uh, i thought it was great funny action-packed it had great emotion at the end between clint and uh, yelena i thought that was oh, i thought that was good wow. one issue i had with that though is that we we saw in black widow she talks to um she talks to natasha and says well why hasn't like the main black widow guy killed her he's like she's like well she he can't he kills you the rest come after you know, the rest of the Avengers come after. What's her plan? It's the same mm. thing. She clean, she kills Clint. Everybody who's left is going to come after her. So she's kind of, I, 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 get, I don't know if she's blind with rage. But, 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 but they it, are the Avengers. like big heroes. Right. That's what I was going to say. I would say the Avengers are not what we think they are anymore. Like, is Doctor Strange really going to make it an effort to go find out who killed Clint? At this point, I don't know. I don't you know. It, but it, it, it just seemed, you would think, it, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would hope to assume that they would at least ask questions, investigate, or something like that. I, I know they are two down two heroes, and one of the main well, one. Let's say it was they, they went after a different Avenger. Clint will be one of the ones would be like, "Well, we need to do this. We need to, we need to rectify this situation." He he would do Avenge. Like work. Which heroes are you guys? You uh, they're they're down more than two heroes. They're down Vision. At this point, they're down Scarlet. Captain America's gone. They're down Captain, and they're down. So uh, Falcon would more Iron than Man. likely. Falcon, yeah, well, Captain Falcon, America now. Bucky, yeah. you know, would more than likely be like, okay, let's check right. this out. Uh, right. I could see Rhodey doing it too. Mm-hmm. But I would say Captain Marvel's off planet right now. Yeah, and, and so is, uh, what's his name? But I, And I think Nick Fury would come Nick back. Nick Fury's off planet. But yeah, I, if if he were to find that out, he's like, I, I yeah. You just it. don't. Uh, yeah. Boo has has a, a point. You just don't kill an Avenger and not expect 
a question or two to advantages aren't what they used to be less and then and then also yeah the less is right he's an avenger people know that he's an avenger he's he's you know he's outed as you know he's not the the secret agent kind of guy anymore i'm sure shield or no there's no more shield but you know Somebody, you know, government wide would government wise would ask questions, you know, who the hell killed Clint Barton? You know, you would think that the Avengers, no matter who they are, would be they're almost revered as gods at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you don't touch well, one the of them. Are, well, one of them actually is a god. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I had a little problem with that. But but I understood her her reasoning. She didn't care. So I'm I'm, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it right in the middle of uh, the ice rink. And yeah, she didn't give square. a shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. You yeah. Know, well, at that point, yeah. Go ahead, buddy. Is a is a powerful drug. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I was going to really say. What it comes down to, she was willing yep. to. You know, I'll trade my life. For she was going to sacrifice years. herself. Yep. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. She didn't give a shit. Yeah. She didn't give a shit. Did you guys hear about the end credit scene? You know how it was this fucking Rogers the musical <laughs> thing, and everybody well hit us. Produced. Yeah. And everybody hit us up on our our video. Said you guys blew it. You missed the end credit scene. And I had to think twice about it, but they were fucking with us. They're all laughing. I'm saying no. Oh, yeah. No. But there was an end credit scene that they deleted, by the way. I just came yes. out. Uh, King Tom, did yeah. you see that? I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was Clint sending Ronan's sword to Kingpin and telling him, stay away from my fucking family. Um, that's, that was what I've heard. Is that what you heard, King Tom? I heard Kingpin was involved and visible yeah. during this as visible as alive. Yes, that's right. So there's that. It's very interesting. Yeah. I love the King Tom. What was your take? Yeah, I, I loved it. This has become, you know, my favorite Marvel show. Oh, um, cool. And it's, so far that we've seen uh, the action was good. The character development was great. And, you know, I think I've mentioned before I worked in that building. Um, I was an intern mm. there and I uh, broke my elbow falling off the sidewalk they cross in the uh, first few minutes of the show. So I'm like, that's where I fell. But mm. I thought <laughs> you look was... really close. You can see my pride on the screen. There you go. I want to know how they shot it and how they got the visuals of the tree crashing yes. down and breaking in half because I mean, they did that, what, last over the summer or something? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was just, you know, as someone who's, you know, been there and seen that, it's a really impressive place. And yeah, it looked real to me. Yeah, they, they a, definitely look real. Yeah, there's a featurette coming out. I just saw that they're going to they said something oh, about nice. it. I can't remember when, but there is a featurette coming out about the the making of the show. So that, oh, that question will probably be answered in that. Mm hmm. Perfect. I, th- I thought they did a really good job with the fight between Yelena, Yelena and Kate that to make it look like one long camera shot. I thought yeah. that was yeah. the way they did that and where they strategically put breaks in it to mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. could obviously reset and do whatever they do. It was very well done. And uh, I would like to see how close they were to getting it as one long camera shot. But then also just one thing I wanted to mention is the, the scene in the elevator was so choice, especially oh, the sure. costume reveal when she's like, did you mean to do that? Yes. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Mean it's like, that. Oh my gosh, that is like the story of my life, man. Eric, did you think it was similar to, and I thought it was similar to watching uh, uh, Cap- uh, Captain America and Iron Man fight during civil war before the big fight. 
Uh, yeah, I could see that. I never really thought about it, but yeah, I I, I thought of that when I was watching. I was like, it looks very similar to that. Uh, Randy, what'd you think, buddy? Uh, I, I like the episode. I mean, it, it's weird that it came out in the middle of having like one of like the better like Marvel experiences. Yeah. So it, but this show isn't that kind of show. And I think that's why I like it. It's just like, it's just entertaining and it's not trying to like blow your mind with like existential, like fucking crisis thoughts. It's just a fun ass, like well-written show with like good character development. And Yelena is kind of last couple episodes has really been the highlight. I like how that character does like this, like really serious shit, but she doesn't take it serious. So she's able to have like a friendship (laughs) with her like most arch rivals and like comment on like stupid like pedantic shit because she's just so good like that she even gives up like her fucking uh the person who hires her she just doesn't care yeah right all right yeah, in, in case it, like it, in, in case like i'm really it's make you're making this harder i'm actually liking you yeah <laughs> stop making me like you so stop making me like you <laughs> yeah that was awesome and, and I hope I hope we see those two together on the show or something because oh, yeah. they were great. Yeah, they were so good together. Uh, Les, your take, buddy. Well, um, to jump on what you just said there, I think we're getting the foundations of the next Hawkeye Black Widow uh, for oh, the for next sure. few movies. So oh, their sure. chemistry most definitely will build or be built upon. So that was cool. It, this has been just a really fun show. I had no expectations, no mm-hmm. no pressure. You know what I mean? I felt like pressure on the other ones for some reason. You know, with yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, there was like the timing was just. And there were some deep, deep issues in that one. Yeah, which and it's like yeah, there was some see, tension. But... Yeah, some tension in the air mm-hmm. for those episodes, for those shows that came out. Uh, this one is just, you know what? Uh, a, a person trying to get something taken care of and, you know, make things right. And it obviously spirals out of control, but he gains somebody, you know, he gains a new, a someone to mentor a, a partner. Mm-hmm. He gains someone to, and then he also gains another person to trust. So he expands the Hawkeye family a little bit. So that's exactly. pretty cool. Uh, again, I noticed, and I like that, that Clint gets the, you know, I'm the big brother, or the pep talk guy, and this is your moment. Like, he had it with Scarlet Witch when he had to tell her, hey, in the Age of Ultron, like, listen, uh-huh. make sure you make the right choice. You know, like, like let's do this. You can do this if you're, if you, only if you want to. And then he Once did the same ready. thing. Yeah, and then he did the same thing with uh, Kate. And I'm like, you know what? I really admire that about, I admire that that's what they gave Clint. That is one redeeming quality if you have to uh, line those things up. So that was all cool. And of course, Kingpin is alive. They showed his durability. Dude got hit by a truck in the, like he like blown got up. sent flying by a truck and explode an explosion, full faced explosion. Just, yeah, it's okay. He He's not going anywhere. And in the comics, um, echo actually shoots him in the eye. Yeah. And he loses, he goes blind temporarily is what I've, yes. I've read. Um, so this is sticking on the same kind of with the way they line. show show him in the TV show. I'm really anxious to see how they put like a higher production value into him, like being in one of the films. 
Like when he's like just like steamrolling people. I want to see right. that so bad. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. That would be fun. I cannot wait to see Daredevil. And Daredevil, to be honest with you, is still probably my favorite, other than WandaVision, my favorite Marvel series. Season mm-hmm. one of Daredevil, I think it was a game changer. It made me stop watching every CW uh, a DC show. And I was watching and I thought at that yeah, time, I thought, Arrow, them, yeah. I thought Arrow was a game changer because it was, it was violent. They were doing things. Arrow was like, killing people. It was, they, were, they were doing things that you didn't see on Smallville and other like television shows. Well, first um, couple seasons of Arrow were pretty good. They were, I thought the first two seasons were great. But then Daredevil came out and it was like, oh my God, this is like film uh, production value. This is like Marvel taken to another level. Mm-hmm. I loved Daredevil. So did Lorena and and Lorena's been just started watching Hawkeye. She's in episode four now and she loves it, which is which is awesome. I didn't think she would like it. Because even she said in the beginning, I never liked this character. He just wasn't, you know, he's he not doing anything. Yeah, he's just he's a like a dud. Guy. I said, you need to just give it a shot. And she did, and she she loves it, which is really good and great for and the MCU that people that aren't aren't into the crazy comics and Nerd stuff like us are into. Yeah, they're gonna love the Swordmaster show. <laughs> <laughs> I would He's watch it. that shit. I would crazy. so watch the shit. Uh, out of that. They just have to show a, a, a straight up LARP tournament, and he just goes in and dominates. Oh, and yep. just like hour 49 of like a 72 hour weekend of them just living this out, and he's already like vanquished half the whole damn like group of people, dude. <laughs> what was like, that question he asked about LARPing? Is uh, uh, is is this a is this a leisure activity? Yeah, oh, leisure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. A leisure activity. Yeah, and he'd be talking the whole time. He'd be like, "This yeah. is great," as he's just fucking just. Of course, off I have legs. to fight you. Of course, I have to fight you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in. Um, he's fantastic in Better Call Saul. By the way, if you um, haven't seen Better Call Saul yet, he is great. He plays a cartel head. Uh, he's pretty much the same type of character, very cold blooded, but that kind of attitude, right? Uh, right. Su- super great actor. Uh, it's a Christmas classic. That's what I was saying to last. This, this series is definitely a Christmas classic. Um, and speaking of Christmas classics, we have a special thing for tonight before Eric goes away. Um, and Eric is going to play something for us. Christmas wise, Eric, you want to explain what, what's going down for us? That was a phenomenal setup, first of Thank all. You, Thank so, you, buddy. So, you you guys know I did a Trans-Siberian Orchestra tribute for a number of mm-hmm. years. I did it 11 years in a row, and I uh, haven't done it the last two years. But anyway, this song, man, this is like the one that probably means the most to me. And I know, you know, a lot of people would just assume, you know, it's always going to be the... But that's not what I'm going to play, okay? So what I'm doing here is I'm playing to a track that I made from a performance that from early on, like 2014 or 2012, somewhere in there. Uh, I've just muted the lead guitar. So I'm, this is the band from the shows at my church. And towards the end, uh, I have to like watch the sim so I can see where the hits are because of the timing. And there will be a kind of a long pause where I like do the whole thing where I'm like looking at the crowd going, you know, putting my hand up to my ear where's it cheer for me i'm awesome so anyway i hope you dig it man i'm playing my um atomic guitar works uh sc58 i think is what this is called and uh 
It's a neato guitar, and I uh, hope you guys dig this. And if it sucks, just edit this whole thing out. So. Thank you. 
dude, I did that a lot better on that than I thought I would. <laughs> dude, yeah. that was phenomenal. That's my favorite Christmas song, too. Oh, yeah, mine too, uh, man. Mine too. Oh, my gosh. That's that's why I love doing this podcast with you guys, because shit like this. Well, thanks for so indulging rad. me, man. I really appreciate it. That was so it. rad, bro. That was Thank so you. great. That was awesome. Thank you. That was awesome. Happy holidays to everybody, by the way. That's um, right. Merry Christmas <sighs> and happy holidays, one and all. Yeah, that was so great, man. Thank you so much. And we've talked about that song in Celine Dion's version, how I think it's like the greatest vocals I've ever heard in my life. And I heard Mariah Carey's the other day, and it was good, but I was like, get the fuck out of here. The only one that comes close, (laughs) in my opinion, is Whitney Houston's. And I played that, remember, with last, remember in my office last, I brought you in? Mm -hmm. It was pretty damn close. But yeah, Celine bring Celine gets me emotional when she sings that damn song. Like I was driving my, I was telling Eric, I was driving my Mustang. This was two weeks ago. I was driving in my Mustang top down. I was listening to, I think Let There Be Rock by ACDC. Something came over me where I was like, I want to listen to that Celine Dion song. I want to listen to my favorite Christmas song. And I started playing it. I started getting like fucking emotional driving on the freeway. I was like, oh lord, man. <laughs> Yeah, dude. There's some testosterone gone down, estrogen gone up. <laughs> we're doing uh we're doing Whitney Houston's "Joy to the World." It's from the Preacher's oh, Wife. We're, yeah, do, yeah, we're closing our Christmas Eve service with that. And I got to be honest with you, that is like so outside of how I normally play rehearsals <laughs> tomorrow, and I still am not a hundred percent sure exactly what I'm doing in that song. <laughs> Thank God there's tracks. That's all I got to say. That's a phenomenal one too. You can't go wrong with those two. With those two voices. That's for damn sure. Well, thank you, Eric. Appreciate that, man. I know you're going to dip out because we're going to spoil Spidey right now. We're going to end the podcast uh, spoiling Spider-Man. But let the people know where they can find you um, on Twitter and uh, actually find you on YouTube too, right, Eric? I've seen some of you you rocking out on YouTube doing some of that stuff. Yeah, there's some people had uh, shot tons of video from uh, one of our shows. I can't remember what year it was. They shot the entire thing, cataloged the whole deal. This guy named Patrick Larson. If you just search like Enjoy Church, TSO, you'll you'll find them some really okay, cool stuff, great man. But awesome. uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strollers. And you know what? If you're in the St. Louis area. Come to enjoy church on Christmas Eve. It's going to kick ass. We're not going to do any TSO, unfortunately, but you never know. I might, you know, who knows? It, it might pop out. Well, yeah. one third of the motivators is coming down to Southern California t- for the Rose Bowl game. Dallas looks like it's coming down and um, we might be able to see him and hang out with Mr. Wood. Yeah, right on, dude. Right yeah, on. That should be fun. That should be fun. All hey right, guys, buddy. Thank you again, and uh, hopefully by the next time we uh, have a podcast, I'll have seen Spider-Man at least once. <laughs> yeah, we can't wait there to get your take. Don't get spoiled. Get off of social media. Enjoy it. Right on. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Happy take holidays. care, Eric. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. Love y'all. Love you too, Bye. bud. Love you too, Eric. See you, buddy. Bye. What a dick. That was awful, right? Oh, <laughs> you got <laughs> damn it. Don't just kidding. Just kidding. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. Oh, I man. Edited out. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> Let's just take like a 10 second uh, break. Uh, just- okay. I love that guy. And I love Watch that song. That and I love that. I love that we have the opportunity to do shit like this on this podcast. So it's great. Yeah. Guys, we're going to end the podcast with Spider Man, obviously. Uh, man, oh, man. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you don't want to get spoiled, uh, please turn it off right now and come back next week and come to our Book of Boba Fett live show on that crazy new app called Wisdom. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we are going to spoil this thing on five, four, three, two, one. 
Peter Parker. Okay. He's dead. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, to some to some people, he really is. Boo, he really is. So I'm going to go with the diehard Spider-Man fan. Spider-Man. Spider-Man fans first. Uh, King Tom. Randy is a huge fan. I'll go with Boo last because he dislikes Spider-Man. Well, by default, Les is the hugest fan. Because you think, oh, well, hugest, yes. Each yes, of Les's yes. arms. Oh, they're my goodness. His arm. oh, one, two, wow. He's the entirety of this <laughs> Randy, from the waist down, he's the smallest Spider-Man fan. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Oh. Wow. Any okay. excuse, huh? I just want to see you with Neil Pert. King Tom, your take on your favorite superhero. Um. Yeah, I still, it's been a week almost. I still don't know what to say about this. You know, you told me that you think this could be, and I'm, I'm sorry to be spoiling your reaction, uh, you? that this could be the best superhero movie ever. And I can't say that I disagree with that. Hmm. It was, it was very well done. Um, you know, I don't care about the, oh, if Peter had done this or if Peter wouldn't have needed to go to Doctor Strange. I didn't. I didn't care about any of that because I felt like they did everything so well. Just the build up to bringing in the villains, bringing in the other versions of Peter. Um, and, you know, they gave each of them their, their moments. I wanted more of them, you know, working together, joking around, getting to know each other, even consoling each other because, you know, it's it's all about. There's that line from the uh, Ragnarok where where Thor, Thor says that's what heroes do. What May was telling him, convincing him to help people, that is fucking what heroes do, and you know that is yes. what Spider Man does. Um, and it just we're really lucky that we can we're living in a time when they can bring in, you know, Toby and Andrew Garfield, and 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 they can make it work. Um, I thought, you know, I'm, I wasn't a huge fan looking back at the Toby movies. Even I, I loved his parts and they didn't give him that, you know, Kevin Arnold from the Wonder Years trying to hold in a fart zoom slow-mo where he's looking into the camera, looking wistfully at MJ. You know, they didn't give him any of that. I was good with that. Um, and Kevin Arnold reference. Yeah, my, my, my last thought is that this, I think... This sets up the future of Marvel Spider-Man in a, in a great and interesting way. Yeah, we all mm. want them to end up with MJ. We want them to live happily ever after. But also, we know that they're going to put out movies and that that's not going to happen. And this allows Peter to go to college and you know meet, make other friends with no one knowing who he is. Oh. And I'm I'm excited about that. I mean, yeah, they know who Spider-Man is, but they don't know who he is. So. Right, right. It's genius, yeah. actually. Yeah. And I said I said that about the greatest superhero film ever. It's because there's a caveat to that. That it's it's the best I've ever felt inside of a movie theater watching a superhero film mm-hmm. emotionally. It was. It was a roller coaster of emotion. I'm in, a, I'm in a glass case of emotions. It was, <laughs> I'm crying, I'm laughing, I'm happy. I'm, I just, it was, it was just awesome. It was, you bring, brought me back 15, 20 years. Um, is that when the movies came out? About almost 20 years ago, right? The, the McGuire movies? Yeah. Uh, I've never experienced that. Uh, only when I'm watching Star Wars films and, and maybe 
the uh, uh, for the what was I can't believe I'm episode fucking um, episode fucking seven. Force Awakens. Thank you, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! I totally forgot Force Awakens. The 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 feeling I felt when I was in the theater for Force Awakens uh, was very similar to that. Um, yeah. But but this was like, I just think that in I couldn't believe they pulled it off. I couldn't believe they pulled off, and to feel that way towards Andrew Garfield's character, which I think he stole the show every time he was on scene. He was phenomenal, and and the the support he's getting now, it kind of makes me feel like the hated Christensen thing. I think people are going to see Kenobi and they're going to go, Oh my God, this guy can actually really act. Holy shit. Uh, um, I shouldn't have shit on him all those years. I think that's going to be the same thing for Hayden that, that Garfield's getting now. And I, and I think that Randy months ago said, and I, I completely shit on the idea. I said, he said that he thought that, they're going to get their own Spider-Man. Sony is. And now it's like set up with a hanging curveball. Uh, Andrew Garfield can be the Spider-Man in the Venom verse. You know what I mean? Easily now. I mean, they've set this up perfectly. And fans, I think, will flock to go see Sony's version on that end and still go see Tom Holland's version on this end. It's like the best of both worlds. Like they don't know how good they have. Oh, I'm sure they do know how good they have it. Um, if Garfield wants to do it, that is. Um, other than that, yeah, I thought, you know, the the chemistry between the two with Zendaya and Holland, I mean, you can tell that they're in love in real life. Uh, it, that's how amazing it was between the both of them. Those last scenes, um, man, it's like I'm watching the fucking notebook or something. It, it was mm-hmm. it was phenomenal. And don't tell me you didn't cry and fucking watch the notebook at the end. You liars if you didn't. I've never um, seen it. Never I was next to my buddy Andrew the first time. You never seen the notebook? No. No. Wow. Okay. Whatever. No reason to. Sorry. Yeah. It's right. kinda... a good one. I'm just I've saying just it's been a good movie. Kind of being a, a guy my whole life. Just <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it until I met Lorena. So. Uh, yep. Yep. It, see. Uh... Okay. Let's 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 move on to the notebook. But. <laughs> um. I just thought it was phenomenal, man. I, there's nothing more I can say. It was great, and and it was it the best made film, like uh, writing wise. And, and no, it wasn't. But it was the best that I've ever felt in a movie theater, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? Right with these movies. And I will leave it. I'll leave it on this. I think Stan Lee would have been so fucking proud of this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. it was an it, it was an ode to Stan Lee, and I wish he was alive to see it. I think he would have loved it. Um, but uh, well done MCU. Well done with everything that you do. You pulled it off. And Sony, by the way, when you watch the movie and all the way to the end credits, it's Sony, 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 Sony. By the way, and I've noticed something which is interesting. The new fanfare that Marvel has had, Spider Man is not in it. Oh, yeah. I checked it multiple times last night. There's no Spider Man in any of that uh, fanfare. Uh, if the listeners, if you spot him, please let me know. But I, I try to look for him, but. I thought that was really interesting. I wonder if Sony's not letting him do that. But but yeah, that's my take. Um uh Randy, what'd you think? Um yeah, I, I think you made a good point with like the uh, Force Awakens thing. I think that's the big like takeaway from watching the movie. They have like there's those moments when you watch The Force Awakens where you get like Han talking about like Luke and the Force, everything's real. Like you get that, you're like, oh fuck, but it happens 
back to back in this movie like constantly <laughs> yeah because you have like this wealth of knowledge that they're in history that they're pulling from pretty well like consistently yeah. throughout the course of the entire film and and everyone it's not just you who knows what's the significance of the scene like everyone knows like you're inside a theater where people are like getting fucking excited over fucking like someone like wincing and they're like oh i know why he's doing that it's like it's a rare thing to be able to go into a mm -hmm. theater and have everyone kind of on the same page it's the closest thing to being like hanging out with like fucking hardcore comic book fans like it really is knows, right like all like the stories um, yeah yeah i mean i don't know I, like there's so many things you can say about this movie but yeah i, I think it is like one of the it's not the best movie and i do want to talk about like the numerous fucking plot holes that are in the movie not to say i don't like it but i think some people like overlook it with how much how entertained they are but there's no fucking yeah. question it's probably the most entertaining marvel movie just fucking by default with all the history that they pulled into that thing it's an enormous oh, yeah. fucking and so high concept yeah it was it was it was fun it felt like we were in a sporting event to tell you the truth uh, yeah. How hyped people up if, or, or like a big concert. Like I was in Coachella and Rage Against Machines reuniting or something. It, that, that's how it felt inside <laughs> that theater. It was crazy. I, I, I've never felt it like that. Other than Star Wars, I've, I haven't felt like that. Yeah. Uh, it was nuts. I, I will say the, the scenes that stick out in my mind right now is the, uh, obviously the Andrew Garfield saving uh, Mary Jane yeah. or MJ. Was, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. His reaction too. His uh, performance is just, yeah, uh, he, he he does really well with his tone. He's always been a good Spider-Man, but I think in this yeah. particular world where he had to play that role of being kind of the levity, not being like the uh, punching bag, but the levity of the group, he played it really well. And then, uh, dude, that fucking Spider-Man costume at the end. My yes. fucking God. That was, yes. so, oh, yeah. that was so cool, funny. wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that, that was so exciting cool. for the future. Like, it's like, oh, it's I so know. like a perfect representation of where that character will be at Mm -hmm. once Christ. they start a new trilogy like him like do he has none of the technology all the things that uh i didn't really necessarily care for in the original three uh movies like it's they're taking that all away and he's gonna be like the guy who fucking squeaks by in manhattan and fucking just it's it's gonna be fucking awesome it's gonna be so cool no you're right right unless what, what was your take I, if if there was like some way to uh, measure like energy, you know, like kilojoules <laughs> yeah. or like yeah. right. like beaming joy and energy, right. I, I, that was all I was, man. I I don't think I stopped smiling. I was just Good just point. gleamy eyed, just in awe the whole time. Uh, I felt like that with the first Avengers movie. I felt like that with Infinity War, and I felt like that with Endgame. Uh, and then I felt like that with this one, where it's just everything came together. It, there was no, uh, for me, maybe if I watch it like 10 more times, I'll start to pick apart some flaws. But at this point, there was nothing wrong with it whatsoever. It was just so good. I have no complaints. I, uh, wow, just. Yeah, it just it, it was just so much fun and just so much going on. And again, and like you guys said, man, Andrew Garfield totally stole the show. Uh, 
getting all these other reveals, getting Doctor Strange's presence in the whole thing. I, I, it, even that was kind of iffy. You're like, what's going on here? Is is are we getting what type of strange are we getting? You know, but he played his part just right. Uh, man, and then for me, the the Matt Murdock moment. All right, just, right. Let's talk about that. Let's not gloss over that wonderfulness. He's just like, you need a really good lawyer. I, I, I actually, you know what? I forgot the dialogue because I was just like, oh, holy yeah. shit! And then, uh, who the fuck's he, throwing that? Who the fuck's throwing yeah, that brick that high? They throw glass, a brick though, and he bro. catches it. Well, I mean, who's like, throwing that brick through that glass on the uh, whatever? Well, that had to have been a, a villain at That's that a point. cameo. But <laughs> Rick goes flying. He catches it. At the same, their reflexes go at the same time, which yeah. that's what I'm hoping for. Here's a thing that is uh, never shown about Daredevil so far in his live action, and that is his acrobatics. He is almost on the same level as Spider Man as far as the books goes. Uh, uh, as far as the books go, his acrobatics, his 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 cane is like it's almost like he's swinging from building to building too sometimes. Mm. So I, I I hope they can pull that off. Give him a little bit more of an agile, uh, give him some more agility to his role. Because right when they caught he caught the brick, they kind of looked at each other too. They kind of did like oh, one of those, they like, for sure did. They up? for like, sure did. Like what's up, kind of thing. And I'm like, oh man, that just right there, a a, a great moment just alone. Just and how so about much. the meta? How about the meta foggy being there without being there? Because Favreau <laughs> was foggy. In Daredevil yes, with Affleck. Yes, yes. And then just just getting other stuff. It, that the 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 different moments. Um I, I watched a couple other people break down some things on YouTube uh about the movie and they kind of laid it out. So these are three versions of Spider-Man at his life. You get yes, the naive, his life. Oh, yeah, yeah yes. Garfield becomes the dark yes. the dark Spider-Man and then Toby Maguire he's popped up and it's like kind of got it all going for like kind of everything's balanced out just enough. He's still Spider-Man. So, uh, getting that and then just getting, (sighs) Aunt May was a horrible moment, but for me, the, 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 the one that for me, the one that really stuck out was when, and I don't know if they meant to do this, but they kept playing up the best friend thing and, and between Ned and Peter. And, you know, that was one of the reasons why the spell wasn't supposed, he didn't really want the spell to work, you know, cause sure. he didn't want to yeah. lose his best friend. And Ned finds out, Oh yeah, my best friend tried to kill me. And, you know, Ned gets told that first, then, yeah. you know, it comes up and then like, it's like they childishly play it off or whatever. But then like, you know, Tom Holland asks, he's like, did you have a best friend? And, Toby McGuire just goes, he's like, what happened to him? And he's like, he died in my arms after. No, Ned, Ned asked him. Oh, yeah, Tom Ned Holland. asked him. Ned I'm asked sorry. Him. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm mixing it up. Yeah. Ned asked him. And actually, that right there was like, for me, was like, oh, shit. Uh, Ned's finding out that it's it's gets worse. Or it can yeah. get very, very, very bad being aff- affiliated with Spider-Man. Like, yeah, he can joke around and go, oh, I got magic powers. And he's like doing the, you know, the ring thing and all that stuff. And he's like, you know, stumbling through it. But when you hear uh, Spider-Man killed his best friend. Yeah, he died in my arms. He died in my arms after. And it's like, oh, man, like 
oh damn that's that's right you know there's a mm-hmm. lot of tragedy falling spider you know with spider-man it was just so good i i hope they capitalize on every thing that they left on the table the leaving of the symbiote you know well, hopefully yeah. giving yeah hopefully giving garfield another movie maybe even finding a way to get mcguire to show up again all kinds of stuff i i just hope they can do it all well, and, and they call out to miles morales without really calling out to miles morales yes. mm-hmm. that yes. was cool that yes. was really cool to add on yeah, to that was, Ned thing, man. Um, yeah. I think they heavily like foreshadowed mm-hmm. that he fits How like the uh, Harry Osborn uh, mm. mold in this universe. And mm. then at the end, that they make such a point um, to have Peter like go through all that talk about how he's going to make them. Bo- I mean, Araj and I had talked about this, mm. how they were going to, he was going to make um, MJ remember. They are totally going to make a choice where he doesn't make Ned remember. And that's mm-hmm. going to, once it all comes through, that is going to build the divide between, that's between right. them. Yep. And I think that's what's going to create like the villain. Like That is like the Shakespearean way to handle it. She, um, she was wearing the necklace in yeah, that last scene. Like yeah. Everyone. She yeah. was. She was wearing the necklace... Yeah, she was wearing the necklace. That's mm-hmm. right. She was wearing the necklace throughout the entire movie, though, right? Yeah. yeah and the last was. scene. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, Boo, this is a big one for us because you are not a fan of Spider-Man. You're more a fan of that green fellow. Yes. Now, what was your take? Guy, yes. Um, green Lantern, yes. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Uh, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, to, to piggyback off of your guys' two things, uh, Raj, what you said about Venom and uh, Andrew Garfield universe, hopefully that's coming by. I think I think Venom fits better into Andrew, Garth- mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield's uh, universe than Tom Holland's. I do too, yeah. Character-wise and, and kind of feel, I think that would I think that would fit better, and I think that would make Sony fans and you know, MCU Disney fans happier. Cause I think people are a bit apprehensive to have venom in the MCU. Cause he just might not fit, I guess, or it just might not be the same flow. So I think, I think that would be a great idea if they brought that back. And after Andrew Garfield's performance in this movie, I'd love to see more of, of him as Spider-Man. Cause yeah, cause he's, he's really grown as an actor. Um, and then also something else that, that Les said about, uh, was the daredevil's agility, Something else that I completely forgot about Tobey Maguire's um, uh, Spider-Man, his agility, his his fluid his fluidity, fluidity of moving through, you know, being able to contort himself, you know, that kind of thing. I, I remember when they were fighting on the Statue of Liberty, you see him go through the scaffolding, go through here, balance, jump off of this, you know, kind of almost launch himself everywhere. And I was like, God damn, I forgot how how awesome he was just movement wise, you know, get it from one point to another. So yeah, I, I thought that was a couple of things that stood out to me right off the bat. Um, yeah, but I loved it. I thought the action was great. The emotion, the tone was, was you, you can feel it increase because it goes from Spider-Man being, Oh shit, this sucks. I'm embarrassed to, Oh shit! I might be actually really in trouble here—legal trouble—and then mm-hmm. it just continues to build. And my my life, as always, is in danger. But now my family's life is in danger. My friends' lives are in danger. It just it just kept on building and building to a point where you see him, and he's like, "I'm done." I you see Spider-Man broken, and that's something you hate to see, but yeah. you knew it was coming. 
you know, right. it, it comes with every superhero and you hate to see it for Spider-Man, but he gets to that point. And, and it's wonderful to see the other Spider-Man come to him and say, we've been where you are. We know <laughs> what you're going through. Don't, don't be us. You know what I mean? We've, 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 we've lived the, the life we've been at the exact same point where you are. Don't be us, which I thought was a, was a big moment. Cause the entire time I'm saying, press the fucking cube. Just do it. Just press the cube. End it. Right. And, get it and over with. It, get it over with, dude. That's the biggest it's, hole right there. In the, that is yeah, one just, of the bigger plot holes that they never yeah. delivered. Yeah. Please, I'm sorry. But no, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 the whole time I'm like, dude, just press the cube. Save yourself. <laughs> just just end it because it's, it's not going to get any prettier. It's not. And you're just going to lose more. But, you know, that's what heroes do. That's right. So heroes, that's what do, heroes do. And, you know. He has he has more willpower and and you know more heart than I do I guess so so good on him <laughs> <laughs> I would press the fucker Hulk would have pressed that fucking thing Fuck yeah and, and I'm thinking okay you save these people and you send them back home all normal they're still going straight to jail they're all go- all of them are going straight to prison they're all still bad guys just because you have a change of heart doesn't mean you that's didn't an, do that's crime. an interesting take on what happens to these guys when they get back they're all going to jail. All of them. Well, you you want to guys? You guys want to go into some plot holes? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me yeah. let me finish. I, I, I have a couple as well. I have a couple as well. That was that was one of them. Press the fucking cube, dude. Just just press it. Go home. You'll sleep. You'll think about it for a couple of days. You'll be fine. But yeah, I I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I was interested in how Doctor Strange was feeling. He's he's upset. He's 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 triggered by something. I I don't know what it is exactly, but, but he seemed to be angrier or he's not sorcerer supreme anymore. Yeah. yeah, I I think he feels like he's lost a lot. (laughs) He's lost a a time stone. He's not sorcerer supreme anymore. So he seems very almost pissy a little bit. I was like, I want to see how, I want to see how that continues. um, You know, with the multiverse of madness and stuff like that. But overall, I thought them bringing in, the other Spider-Men, the villains were great. Uh, Willem Dafoe, his performance is incredible. When Alfred incredible. Molina yells at them, he's like, I, oh. I tire of your questions, boy. Yeah. I yeah. shat my pants. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I didn't. Yeah. I was yeah. like, no more questions. Shit. Apologize. I, I, I thought they were great. <laughs> um, Jamie Foxx, he was amazing. So, yeah, I, I thought everybody was really good. Um, yeah, just bringing everybody in, how they did it, all that was good. I'll start off the plot holes. I'll start oh. off the plot holes here, Randy. Um, the the science the science part. I thought. The oh yeah, you didn't like that. Mega three D printer inside Happy's apartment. I bought that. That was cool. I dug yeah. that. But being able to do everything else, all the rest of the science antidote bullshit in a fucking high school lab. <laughs> And, yeah. and then it made it seem it made it seem like the other two guys' universes were like in the fucking dark ages. They're not they're not that far off. Like, well, I, well, I mean, in comparison, they kind of are. I mean, they, they kind of are. Like, they the kind concept of, are. of magic is like totally mm-hmm. like yeah, oh, out no, of no. the and realm of Peter or Garfield no, already like, cured no. lizard. He said he yeah, already did it, so he's just doing it from memory or whatever. I, I guess, but but it just oh, seems. Yeah, but you take the magic out of it; they're just doing science, and they're just like able to whip all this shit together. And remember, they didn't have their version of Stark. They didn't have their version of Stark. Boo! You have to understand, and that's what I actually really loved about the movie. 
Peter Parker is one of the smartest people in oh, the Marvel yeah. universe. That's, yeah. that's so that I if, dug if is that anyone can MacGyver some shit, if anyone can MacGyver some shit with some with Stark technology, even base Stark technology, mm-hmm. a water like, bottle. Yeah. That's it, dude. It's you. You gotta respect well, that, and yeah. especially with Doc Oxless when he, when he f- felt the the nanotech, he's like, "Oh yeah. shit, nanotech." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, these are like three individual, like really smart dudes, like focused on one thing. They yeah. each have their own drive to like solve this one problem. Yeah. So, like, it it it's rightfully so that they should be able to do extraordinary things with like fucking like MacGyver like level like efficiency. Yeah, it's that, those things don't bother me. It's it's uh, the plot holes that bother me are the ones that are created directly by the story and then yeah. not handled. I don't and, know if it's. Oh, go ahead, Randy. Oh no no no! Please. I don't know if it's a plot hole, but I felt like the Sandman was very inconsistent mm. because at first, like, Peter, I'm going to help you. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I don't trust anybody. And then he like, so he goes back and I just want to see my daughter. And only once you see his mind. daughter. Yeah, he knows he needs to go back. Right. Mm-hmm. That's and then he's fighting it. Yeah. And like that, that back and forth, that. Yeah, that was I think one of the I think that the villains were worried about that button being pressed at any time, and that was their main concern. So I don't trust him. He's going to press the button at one, at one point or the other. I don't know this Peter Parker. I think that's yeah. what at least they're a little out on that one. He was definitely the uh, least well handled of the uh, yes. villains. Lizard, yes. they they just stayed away enough to where they didn't have to like trip on their own feet. Mm-hmm. But Sandman, right. he has. Uh, he had a lot more character development in Spider-Man Three, so given the limited amount of time they spent with him, it was easy to fuck up. Yeah, I think and I were... mean, in, in the comics, he's you know he does have he is an Avenger at times, so he does yeah. have a, a good side. Yeah, yeah. I think they were banking on the confusion aspect of that they're all pulled from different mm-hmm. universes and they don't know what right. the hell's going on. Yeah, and we don't know either. So we're just like, yeah. oh shit, what's next? Oh, because Electro was this close from being healed initially, and he uh, if he didn't get that yeah. speech from fucking Goblin, he would have. Now see, now that's consistency. <laughs> that's yeah. that's consistency. also a plot hole. Go- Goblin <laughs> yeah. is consistency. He's like, oh, oh, I get to do this. Oh hell yeah, yeah dude! And he just went off. I loved it. I loved how brutal he was to Tom he Holland's was a Spider-Man, yeah. slamming him through the day, just beating his ass. And I'm like, oh, that's great. So, you know, yeah. between that and so between that fight and some of the moves that Yelena and Kate used on each other, or was mm-hmm. it Yelena and, and Clint? Someone's been watching a lot of WWF recently. That's right. Yeah, man. <laughs> Straight power bombs. Right. Yep, that's right. Some power bombs and suplexes. Yeah. Oh, eye busters. Still, he yeah, the but you know what we didn't you. see, King Tom. What's that? The Camel Clutch. Oh. <laughs> humble you. Why are you a fan of the Camel Clutch, Rush? <laughs> well, I don't know. I like these cool. I love that jabroni. <laughs> oh man! So, what are the, some of the plot holes? Uh, I'm dying to hear these. Arrange. All right, so uh, you brought up Electro right now. Electro yeah. shouldn't be there. He doesn't know who Peter Parker is. By their own logic, only people who know who Peter Parker is would go into that universe he Ooh. never found out who peter parker was that's right he said he was about to kill spider-man but oh so he was he, when he first saw who peter parker was he's i thought you were a black dude he didn't know who fucking peter parker yes. was true true I love that. that too and literally that no one inside this movie should know who the green yeah. goblin is 
Huh. Only Andrew Garfield knew who Green Goblin was. Yet every fucking Doc Ock knows that he was the Green Goblin. Well, fucking man, somehow no, he, Tom Holland. No, 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 no. no. no Green, Green Goblin, Goblin was in um, Toby from Maguire's. Toby's movies. Yeah. Yeah, Toby's the only one who should know who the Green Goblin is. Oh, I see. But well, as Doc, soon as Doc he Ox arrives, can... everyone already knows he's the Green Goblin. There's never been any precedent that anyone knows. Well, no, because Garfield, Garfield fought son. a Green Goblin. Uh-huh. Garfield but fought a Green Goblin. A, yeah, but he doesn't yeah, know that Defoe was he doesn't his, his version. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, but, but, well, but wait, isn't wait, it? But if, wait, wait. If, if Octopus so how does saw Doc him Ock on know the... that he's Green Goblin? Because they, he knew that Osborn was his contemporary because in the science right, community. Yeah. So through the scientific community. And that's what he said. He was a brilliant scientist. And by oh, that oh. time, because Ock was in p- part two, Goblin yeah. was part one. By that time, it came out in the news but, who he was. No, no but it never came out. On the bridge it, in this movie, he sees the Green Goblin from his universe. He's right. putting two and two together. The next time he comes up, he sees Osborn walk in, and he's like, oh. How, how else Goblin. would Osborn be here if he wasn't the Green Goblin? Right. right. Uh, right. Okay, let's, I, let's, I don't necessarily agree, but I mean, that, does, that would kind of solve wait. it. Time out. Hold on, Randy. Um, I, I don't remember the, the first one as well as you guys do. Um, the first one goblin dies obviously at the end by his own yeah. little little, yeah, yeah. Coaster, little fucking thing Do people, whatever the fuck that thing is this little roller coaster thing what, what uh, did you people, got killed the six flags guys sorry <laughs> his little, like, uh, hover fucking board but does do people find out who he is so no. so in the first one spider-man almost strips him naked of the of the the goblin uniform and drops right. him at the apartment and that's where you see uh, what's his name. See Spider Man drop off his dad, Harry, and he's right. like, son of a bitch. You killed my dad. Oh, that's right. But he's he's that's out right. of the he's out of the costume. He's out of the costume. So nobody knows. It never gets out. Is it's 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 a little sketchy because the motherfuckers just killing Osborne executives. Right. But so Daily Bugle never no, picks up on they, the fact. Yeah, they put two and two yeah. together. That okay, this is the guy that was in that suit because. Osborne. You also have to remember they're all interconnected because in Spider-Man 2, Dr. Octopus knows Parker because of Kurt Connors, who becomes yes. the lizard. But he doesn't become the lizard in Raimi's uh, installments. But still, they all know each other. So I, you got to allow for that. I, like I said, I think they were banking on the confusion of being pulled from their universes yeah. and our abandonment at that point of just being like, oh, shit, look at all of this, dude. Because by what, by the time he starts getting them into their cells, we're already getting, uh, after all that happens, boom, we get Aunt May and then we get the three Spider-Men. Like, we're just like, oh, shit. Uh, 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 uh. Right, right. But I, I think he come as a point there. When he sees him show up from the dead, he figures out that that's the goblin, the screen goblin. Yes, yeah. Why else would he be alive? You know what I mean? And why else would he be contained or there if he wasn't one of these crazy Peter Parker villains? Yeah, I mean, it's a little flimsy. That's by like if he saw yeah, I get anyone it. I get what you're saying, in his saying. other universe, you go, oh, that's a Green Goblin. I've seen that guy before. Like right. by that no. logic, anyone right, you're familiar with could be the Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, do you guys think it's kind of strange that Ned just suddenly knows magic, even though it took Doctor Strange like a light, like five years to learn it? It is very strange. And then I think even Doctor Strange said, you opened up a portal? 
He's like, the fuck? Yeah. And he went, huh? So I wonder uh, if that's foreshadowing something, Randy. I don't know if well, it's it strange. I, I just feel that he uh, just happened to stumble into it. It, yeah. it just happened to happen. I they didn't know how to close it's it. Thing, it's a thing by accident. And I would say Ned believes Ned questions, but believes that he can do it where Strange's big roadblock was he never believed in it. He thought yes. it was, mm-hmm. you know, God. when he was on Kamatosh, he thought it was stupid. He right. was always questioning himself while Ned said, well, you know, my grandmother could, so he, but he didn't have like a mental oh, block. And he's just doing this. I that. wish, he's saying, I wish Peter was here. Mm-hmm. It's so like a magic it's version. It's like the magic version of Mjolnir, Randy. You know what I mean? It's more about uh, Dr. Strange's inability rather than Ned's aptitude. Right. And, it, and the belief, the Ned's belief. Yeah. 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 Like his blocks rather than. Right. Ned. Okay. Um, it, didn't uh, uh, Wong get blipped? No. He didn't? No. Because he's he's the one who brought everybody at the to the battle site in Endgame. Yeah, he's like because he's he's the one who brought everybody. He's like this is not enough for you, you because know, he literally <laughs> brought every he brought the Wakandans, he brought everybody else, and he's and he's like is is this everybody? He's like is this not enough? What fucking yeah. more do you want, dude? Yeah, I don't That's know that it was ever though, said like, he was. He did all that sorcerer sorcerer supreme stuff, and then he was gone for a little bit. They're like. Nah, it's been five years. Like we live for thousands of years, but there's no way you can take the mantle back now. <laughs> yeah. Can't be done. Don't even don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah mine, just mine, mine, mine. Well, paperwork way too much. No, no, and they're probably like, so wait a minute, you gave him the stone. Well, yeah, he's like, so this is kind of your fault. Well, mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, you're not getting it back. What the the fuck? <laughs> And remember in the trailer, you keep hearing Wong say, "Don't do that spell. It's dangerous. Don't do that spell. It's dangerous." That's never said in the in the movie. Actually, it's yeah, also it said in the trailer for Doctor Strange Two. They bring it up again in the beginning of that trailer that we saw at the end of the movie. You hear him say, "Don't do that spell. It's dangerous." So that was interesting that they didn't use that. And he just said, Don't, "I'm not a part of this," and just goes inside the portal. I think it's kind of shitty how much they kind of just like shrug off the whole identity thing. Hmm. Like they they had like something like this big like thing like how are you gonna work around this, and then they literally like don't do anything with it. They have uh, Murdoch coming. He's like, oh, you're fine. It's like I understand they have to, but it's mm. such a big thing, and the the impressive thing would have been to deal with it, and they didn't. Yeah, they, they, that was just a quick little Murdoch says, yeah, you're good, but you're screwed, Happy. <laughs> yeah, you need a good lawyer. Yeah, you're so right. By the way, that, that, <laughs> that cemetery was the same cemetery in the other franchises, by the way. They use the same cemetery. Oh, the one that they always go to wherever yeah. Toby McGuire tells MJ he ain't going to hook up. With right. Him. No, he's like, done. Rainy day. Rejection. He does it like five times, I think, in those yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, No. Like, but I need again, talk. still phenomenal. We still all enjoyed it. I'll never forget the first uh, and second viewings. Our second viewing, we went with 16 people. And by the way, the theater that we all talk shit, I talk shit on that we got 16 tickets for, not bad. Not as bad as we thought. Screen was fine. Sound was great. They didn't have stadium seats. But hey, first world problems. You know what I mean? Like 10 years ago, that would have been a premier theater. <laughs> now it's yeah, now we're all spoiled to shit. 
Yeah. Huh? Um, let's go like 20 years ago. Um, yeah. No, but, but Boo, I don't know if you, um, you've been there in a while. It's this screen. The last time I was there is probably about 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they've upgraded big time. How was, how was the popcorn? It was fantastic. It was good. I mean, Randy, it was pretty good, right? Yeah. 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 Not bad. Shout out to, uh, what is that? A Cinemark 8. Yeah. Movies 8. Yeah. Movies 8. Yeah. Dollar. If you guys theater. are ever over there in Chino Hills. Hey. Treat yourself. It was only, it was only $10 for us to see. Yeah. Treat movie. yourself. Exactly. <laughs> it's worth the trip. It is worth the trip. And then there's that Chino Hills Cinemark 8. Yeah. Check it yeah. out. Tom, when you come down for celebration, I'll take you around the parking lot. I'll take you back home. Won't actually like, <laughs> <you're low. laughs> works for me. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm the ticket though, but I will buy the ticket. It's only 10 bucks. I'll lose 10 bucks, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. That wraps up. I know we have a couple of emails, uh, Avery lumberjack, Nick, I want to save those. Uh, and we got a couple more. I want to save those ones specifically because, uh, I want Eric to be able to see it and, and respond to uh, some of the questions you have in the comments you have. He's going to hopefully watch it this week and then come back uh, for next episode. And we can, uh, we can all talk about it, but uh, appreciate you guys sending those emails and for everybody else. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us. We really appreciate it. We hope you have a great happy holidays um, this, this week, actually um, stay safe, stay healthy. Please, uh, wear a mask and get a booster shot, I guess, uh, for the people that don't get vaccinated. If not, we want to, we want you around for the next episode guys. So please, please. Yeah. And if you're not going to get a booster shot or any vaccination, at least go see Spider-Man before you die. Yes. Yep. See Spider-Man. That'll be the, that'd be kind of a cool thing. You know, at the end, yeah. it doesn't bum you out. Like one day I always think about this. It's probably stupid, but there's going to be star Wars movies after I die. I'm not going to be able to see them. Yeah, that's I think shitty. about yeah. that shit all the fucking time. I do too. That's really shitty, dude. Really that's shitty. Like, there's gonna be like one of the greatest Star Wars films in history of the universe, and I won't be around for it. One of the the, the greatest, probably most amazing thing is gonna be invented after you die. Imagine the guy that died like oh, two days before the wheel was invented. <laughs> yeah. Can you that imagine? Like, he's like fucking a man. I had to haul yep. all that shit all the time and walk mm-hmm. how, about, how about the guy who died in the coal before somebody found fucking fire yes yep. chilly man the right. other guy's literally the next day he's like man this feels really nice nice kitchen <laughs> <laughs> let me cook my food too exactly. anything else exactly. Hell, yeah exactly so so people stay healthy please Maybe. pretty please <laughs> yeah and guys again um please tune in next week for our um live show it's gonna be kind of off the wall because we don't know what we're doing, but it's going to be fun. We have never done a live show. So uh, blame King Tom. If it doesn't work, King, King Tom, where can people find you? My man, you can find me live tweeting my trip around the parking lot with a Raj at Tom Chansky on Twitter, <laughs> Patreon shows for steel wars, blue harvest and the bad motivators. I will get you popcorn though. King Tom. <laughs> I will less. Where can people find your muscles? You can find them on my body, hopefully. Jeez. Oh, hey, not removed from me. But you can find me on Twitter at Less Is More Seventy Eight. You can also find me on this podcast and also on our Sithless YouTube channel. Yeah, and we're doing Book of Boba Fett, y'all. Cannot wait to react to that. I already got my thumbnails ready. Woo wee. Mm. 
Speaking of thumbnails, Randy, where can people, you know what? They can hear you here, my man. Yeah, I, I just want to say I'm always impressed about how good Tom's callbacks are. <laughs> he always does a great callback on his sign-off. Every time. Thank it's you. been going on for three years. Always impressed by it. Always. Boots. It's my brand. Thank you. It is your brand. Yeah, it's phenomenal. <laughs> I think he writes it down or something because no. some of the shit that no, he pulls No, out, he, doesn't. he doesn't. That's what's impressive about it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Boo, where can people find you hating on Spider-Man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. And you can find me at the Sith List. Guys, again, thank you. We really appreciate you guys to listening to us. We'll catch you next week on episode number 282 of the Sith List. Cloud and mountain.